going to have a word of prayer, and then we're going to give you an opportunity tonight like we did last Sunday night. Somebody right on the tip of their tongue would like to just praise God. We'd love to give you that opportunity this evening. And uh, then we've got some other things that we're going to accomplish tonight together. So looking forward to a great evening. So let's pray together, and uh, let's commit our time to him. Dear God, we just thank you for this evening. We thank you for the privilege that is ours. It's been a good day. It's been a day that you provided for us. The beginning of the week, an opportunity for us to stop what we've been doing and reflect on who you are. I pray that we will have done that. God, as we begin another week, we look forward to what you have for us. All the various things that are in front of us, at this particular point, it's all speculative on our part. We have no idea. But we know you do. And because of that, that gives us great confidence to step out by faith. God, I pray that you would encourage us to do that this week. For those that need that special touch, whether it be for their health or financial, employment, just the courage to speak to a, a friend or coworker, whatever that might be, God, we commit each to you tonight. We pray for Paul as he's traveling back this evening. Grant them safety, and I pray a special blessing upon that team. And for Tom and Emily as they begin their week of ministry there in the Dominican, we again commit them to you and ask that you do great things on their behalf. God, we thank you for this evening. We look forward to what we're going to learn and hear. And we will give you the glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, anyone here tonight just got something they just really want to just let us know and praise God over? Who will be first? I have the microphone. There's Karen right over here. That's good. It's on. Because I'll hold it for you if you want me to. Al said to me last summer, not recently, he said, Karen, I was telling him about my experiences. There okay. we go. I'm not used to this. Sorry. Uh, he was, I was telling him about my journey with my illness, and Al said, Karen, you just have to get up and tell the folk. And I thought, got, went home, and I thought, I do. I don't know if I have to or not. <laughs> but it takes a lot of courage to do that sometimes. But at the same time, when you had... The joy through the journey that I have, it just has to be told. And I mm -hmm. think that's what Al was sensing and encouraging me to do. Um, over my journey, I wrote down a lot of scripture verses uh, as people called me. I want to thank the church first for uh, their support, your nourishment to me in many ways through flowers, cards, prayers. And the greatest nourishment of all was God's word. And when you hide your, the word in your heart, over your life, you can sustain no matter what the issues are. Um, on February, my diagnosis was uh, the 31st day of December, halfway to Florida at 7.30 in the morning, I got a phone call. So that was the beginning of my journey there. When I arrived, the doctor said, well, you got to turn around and come back. And I bargained with her a little bit. I said, can I have a week in Florida? One of my daughters got us a condo and I'd really like to be there on the ocean. 
I said, you're going to be a week or two getting these things books because I know how slow the system is sometimes. She said, you be on your way back in two weeks. So I, I came back, opened up my computer, and I had this uh, message from my brother saying Psalm 18, 1 and 2. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. And so much time during that time in Florida, I was able to talk to people and cousins and people that wanted to sell us things, wanted to sell us uh, real estate and everything. And I said, no, no, I can't do that. I can't do that right now. It's not the time for me to buy a piece of real estate. I'm going, you know, up to heaven. I've got my real estate. And so this lady said, well, you could buy it for your, your um, inheritance for your children. So I don't think this lady understood at all what I was trying to tell her, but it was kind of, wasn't funny, it was kind of sad. Anyway, um, that one line was exactly what I had been doing that past month, was focusing on the Lord, not on me. And I'm grateful that I could do that. The second verse is, um, the, rock, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength. In whom will I trust? My shield, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. We'd be here all night. He's the one that's going to have to preach on those things. That would be a long time going each over each one of those when you stop and think about me and that journey and what I knew I was going to go through. Um, all those things were so important. And all I could say to the Lord in my brother's comments was that I love you because, not my brother, the Lord, you're worthy of my praise and you're worthy to be praised because you sent your son to pay the price for my adoption into your family. And I've been able to share that with a few people. That has been really wonderful. And because of your faithfulness, because you have permitted me in your grace to love you, that's amazing when you just think about that. Why did God reach down and choose me? I was in a coma when I was two years old with meningitis, and my mother couldn't even get to me to pray because I was in isolation. And she prayed that I would come to know the Lord and that she that asked God to spare my life. And she said, I will see that my, I have a, had a brother three years old, that these children walk with you and come to know you. And uh, we are, God is certainly worthy of our praise. And uh, then along in February, I got another note from my brother, Matthew 5:14. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Hid. And it's amazing. We can have so many opportunities to to talk to people about the Lord, and especially when we're going through a struggle and we have adversity. And I've never once in my life, no matter what the adversity. I never thought, what me? And I remember Mrs. McCready came over to me and spoke to me uh, the Sunday before my surgery, and she said, how can I pray for you? And everybody else said, I'm praying for you. I will be praying for you. And she came over and said, how will I pray for you? And it took about two seconds for me to look at her and say, just pray that God will be blessed in everything that happens with regard to me. It doesn't make any difference what happens to me, but just pray that God would be honored. And so I thank her for turning my mind in that direction that day. Um, then on the 25th, I got another email. Email's a wonderful thing sometimes. And uh, it was from Brenda Carson. Brenda and I went to camp together at Sandy Cove Bible Camp when we were 10 or 12 years old. So that's a long time ago. A long, long time. 
and she's, so she sent me this little song. My God is so big, so mighty, so strong, so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. Nothing. Said nothing more, nothing less than that. And um, I got to see her once, just about eight weeks before my diagnosis. She dropped by in Woodstock, and I got to see her that once since we were 11 or 12 years old. Um, so that was pretty exciting to see her, pretty exciting to, uh, she wanted me to come see her in Florida, and we had to cut our visit short, so I couldn't. And so she sent me that little note. Um, something else about that little note, when I, the morning I was in OR, I, they put whatever they put in here, that little shunt or whatever, and I said to the guy when he was starting to do it, the doctor, have fun because they have a terrible time getting it in me usually. Last time it took three tries and then I said, you're not going to do that again, are you? So they went out and got a doctor and the doctor came in and got it. So he just said to me, it's all done. He said, we'll, uh, she'll, she's just going to be in in a minute or two. So I, I'm a curious person anyway. I picked up my head and I was looking around the operating room and I said, oh, no, that's not a good idea because I saw all the, the instruments and things like that. So I put my head back in the pillow, and the wall was about the color of this from side to side. And I looked at that, and I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to think of something positive. And it was like a hand was writing on that wall all the way across. My God is so big, so strong, so mighty, there is nothing my God cannot do. And I don't even know if I got to do, and I was gone. That was it. <laughs> He knew I didn't need to think anymore or look anymore. So um, it's just amazing how these things come back to you when you need them and when God's with you. Um, March 1st, this was just a couple days before surgery. Diane Harris, my very dear friend, called and gave me Psalm 71, 17, and 18. So I picked up my Bible and uh, looked. And she said, now go look it up. She didn't quote it to me. And when I picked up my Bible and looked at it, oh, God... You have taught me from my youth, and to this day I declare your wondrous works. Now also, when I am old and gray-headed, O oh God, do not forget me until I declare your strength to this generation and your power to everyone who is to come. That was a verse that, that uh, had been given to me by my brother the week of his cancer surgery, which is, had only been two years previous to that. So... I, I looked in the margin, and I saw his name, and I saw the date, October, and I knew exactly that that was his. And he said, all I'm asking the Lord is that he give me time to see my children and my grandchildren come to know him. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just, sometimes I nearly jumped out of my chair just seeing the verses that God was given to me because they were all connected with something and somebody. You need to... Tell me if uh, he's going to speak tonight or not. Uh, <laughs> then I, uh, another verse that uh, was given to me uh, shortly after my surgery was Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when the heat comes, but its leaf will be green. And will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. And at that time, I was told I was going to have four months of chemo because this was my after my first visit to the doctor after surgery. And uh, just 
just to go and open your computer and have something like that there in front of you that you've read many, many times over the years, but you look at this in this situation, and God just passes this on to you so that you will know. You will know. Every time he sent me a verse, I know he knew he was with me. A, uh, Diane calls me in April, Diane Harris, my friend, and she says, Karen, go look up Isaiah 41:13. You gave me that a while back when I had the scope on my throat and I was so terrified. And uh, that verse is, I will hold your right hand, fear not, I will help thee. And when I had my um, biopsy, the first time, uh, poor Dr. Finnegan, he kept apologizing and apologizing, and I wondered what was wrong. He says, we got to do it over again. He said, I overshot. And I knew he did because I thought he had a piece of my lung. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) so... I was on that table, and I put my hand out like that, and I just squeezed my hand, and I squeezed my hand, and it was just like I could actually see, feel like I could see the Lord standing beside me and holding my hand, that he was there in that pain. I knew I was going to have to go through it again, and I had not stopped shaking on the table, and he kept apologizing. He said, I'm so sorry. I have to do it. The next five, they sent me to Fredericton for, thank goodness. Um, My, a little friend of mine, she's like a sister. She came to us as a little three-year-old, wandered into church with no socks on, just in rubber boots in the winter. My parents kind of took her in. Every weekend, she was our sister. And she sent me a, a message in May 16th. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your, in your bosom. For with the same measure that you use it, it will be measured back to you. This little girl used to thank me and thank me and thank me for the things I did for her when she was little because I was older. And uh, I used to uh, curl her hair for her and get her ready for Sunday school and dress her all up, and she just loved that. Uh, The interesting thing is about this. I had been at the doctor's office on the 29th of April, in St. John for my first oncology uh, discussion with Dr. Burnell. And uh, they had asked me all these questions that were kind of physical things. And then they get down to personal things and they say, well, how do you feel? Are you happy? Do you feel sad? Have you cried? And, And I kept saying, no, 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 no. And I said, no, I've never cried since I had my diagnosis. So uh, he said to me, started to say another question. I said, oh, uh, well, and he said, so he looked out up at me and I said, I did get misty-eyed. And he said, can you tell me about that? <laughs> so I said, yeah, I can tell you about that. And he, so I told him that I had just flipped the calendar over and looked at the calendar and realized I was going to miss, I knew I was going to miss Lauren's graduation from university, our granddaughter, which I really wanted to be there. And I had a a nice gift, my mother's medical journal when she was in nursing school. So um, I thought, well, I'm going to miss that. I will not mail that. But when I flipped the calendar over to May, I saw the date. And I I did get misty-eyed. But I said, that's all right, and I'm fine with not going. Oh, he says, okay. So this was on Tuesday, the 29th of April. And the head of oncology comes in, and she said, how are you doing? I I hear you might like to take a trip. And I said, oh, no, 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 it's okay. And she said, well, 
did you want to go? And I said, well, uh, the problem is it's this Friday. <laughs> and I, it's in Ohio, and I'm here. And she said, I see no reason why you can't go. And uh, so off I went on a plane, escorted by somebody in a wheelchair, and I went to Ohio, and I was able to go to that graduation. And that was only because seeing that doctor in St. John was delayed three weeks. And I couldn't have orchestrated that. I couldn't have asked for that, which I didn't. So that was quite amazing. And then on the 27th, the same little girl sends me a message say, saying, stay open for all miracles today. Would you know my two oncology uh, appointments got canceled. This little girl was getting, not this girl, Lauren was getting married on the 7th of uh, June. And because the cancellations were for the 26th and 28th of uh, May, I got there to the wedding. So Elton and I both got to go to the wedding. And there again, there's no way I could have manipulated the health system or canceled those appointments on my own. God gave me those blessed times to be with family. Every one of my daughters was there. Everyone. That was the first time in a number of years that all five had been together in the same place with husbands. So it was really, really neat and exciting to do that. And then I thought I was coming back home to my chemo because uh, that test had gotten uh, mislaid or something happened to it for three weeks. But only because that happened, I did get to the, to the wedding. Uh, there's been so many times that scripture has just nourished me, and I think that would be the best word I could use is nourish. Um, Vaughn's been doing a Bible study with us. has just been amazing in, in Timothy and uh, I think that's where something he explained came up with the word nourished. And I, I applied that to myself, and I thought, that's what's been going on for with me for nearly a year. I'm just constantly nourished by people and by God's word. And in reading Psalm 119 this uh, fall, or before Christmas, it was quite an exercising in reading. The 176 verses was a lot. But it was really an exercise in walking because as I went through that, so much of it was know the commandments, know the precepts, and walk in them. And God said, I will take care of you. I will deliver you from whatever there is. And so when we translate God's eternal truths into daily disciplines of our life, it helps us with our decisions, our responses, our approaches to testing, discouragement, sickness, and also adversity that comes into our life. We can handle those things when we have God's word hidden in our heart. And... I like that verse 105 in Psalm. Uh, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. We heard that all the time when we were kids, but it was amazing. Just hide that word in your hearts. That's all I can say is what, what helped me with this. And um, being planted like that tree, I was blessed, I was not anxious, and I was able to bear fruit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There is plenty of time. And you know what, folks? You may not share to that kind of detail on a Sunday evening. But I hope you picked up some things. That was a classic. How do we care for somebody who is in need? What were some of the things that you heard? Communication, God's word, 
friendships. We got this front row going here. Come on, folks. Like, we need to rethink that one question. I thought that was insightful, wasn't it? How can I... What was the... Wow. Instead of, we're praying for you. So we're praying what we want. But sometimes we miss actually what they want. Now, sometimes they don't have an answer to that one. Been or done that one when we ask them. But we still need to ask them. What else did we pick out of what she brought to us this evening? Okay, God is orchestrating everything. That's it. You can't say anything more now. I know you're all giving your cue cards, right? Cue cards? Did I say cue cards? Did you see cue cards? Can I see those cue cards? It's simple. Did you notice the coloring? I want you to understand something, folks. Living and breathing and doing that which is right is not rocket science. You don't have to have an iPad. You'd be better off if you don't. And the verses that God brings to us in the time of need. You know what she has just done for herself? One amazing service just like David did in the book of Psalms. He wrote it down. Because guess what? There might be a moment in time when you forget. You get a little older. You forget a few details. And some of them are the most important things that will carry you through. Most of us, when we go through a problem, we remember what? The issues that ticked us off. By her doing that, she was able to reflect on Almighty God. The benefits are immense. I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for the example and for all of us to hear it all in one little story like that, wasn't that encouraging? We can make it with God every time. So whatever it is you're faced with right now, you have the same opportunity. Hide his word in your heart.